Hey guys, it's Jason along with my co-host Rich, and we're in Victory Brand Studios. And on today's episode, I don't know if you guys remember, but we'll be talking about uh, what is it, Bush Light and Beef Jerky guy? Yes, that we work with, uh, now known as Bubba, but we'll be talking about him. It's not always fun and games for first responders. Zero five central, you show me in pursuit. But sometimes it is. Sometimes it's dangerous. Sometimes it's not. Antler Boulevard for a snake in a house. And sometimes it's just plain stupid. Chihuahua in his lap on a lawnmower. This is the stupid side of first response. Do I really have to go to that? This is code 0.5. All right, anyway, we'll be talking about uh, Bubba today. I was trying to show Rich a picture, his contact photo that I have. Uh, yeah, that's it, Festus. <laughs> his very striking likeness. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right there. Yeah, you so, need to get him the hat. Yeah, so if uh, you guys, he's from Gunsmoke, right? Hell yeah, fine. Gunsmoke, Festus. That was before my time. Yeah, so if you guys have ever seen Gunsmoke and you see Festus, that's who uh, Bubba is that we're going to be talking about. That's what he looks like. <laughs> so, as uh, some of you know, uh, Rich told you guys that I recently... What the heck is that? Oh, I recently got a... Uh, a promotion, and then I'm on a temporary assignment where I'm uh, supervising some guys. And uh, one of these guys, uh, we I call him Bubba now, but uh, he called me one day. But I guess let me back up. One of my responsibilities now is once a week I'm a on-call supervisor. So if anything happens uh, after like normal business hours, they call me and then I'll either have to go out and then, you know, notify people to come and help or whatever it needs to be. But, uh, he calls me one day and he's like, Hey dude, I think we need your help. Okay. What do you got? Well, he said he went, they went to a call to work a domestic, but their suspect has barricaded himself inside of the shop. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. I was like, have y'all tried talking to him? They're like, yeah, we've tried. He won't come out. The uh, overhead door to the shop is slightly open. He goes, so if we needed to, we could crawl underneath there. And I was like, well, hold on. Because if you crawl underneath there, you know, it puts you in a bad spot where you could Mm -hmm. get hurt or something. I don't want you guys doing that. Let me come out. It's a trap. So I go over there. And when I get there, I guess this guy lives with his mom. Mm-hmm. and a uh, sister is living there too. And these people are like in their late thirties, early forties, but okay. sister has a camper there on the property. Cause like, I guess her house had burnt down recently. So she was just staying there until she can get a new home or whatever. So brother and mom got into an argument mm-hmm. and sister tried to intervene. They get into a fight. Then we show up and he runs into the shop and barricades himself in there. Doesn't really barricade, just shuts and locks the door. So when I show up, mom is standing outside the door of the shop and she's talking to him. Mm -hmm. And I asked them, I was like, how was he before mom talked to him? Well, he was real amped up, but now he's a lot calmer because mama's talking to him. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, okay. So I just told mom, I was like, just see if you can talk him into coming out. We're not going to take him to jail or nothing. You know, we just, you know, uh, want to get his side of the story. Just want him to come out. We need to resolve this. Yeah. So mom talks to him for a few minutes and I'm standing there outside this door. And, uh, he finally says, okay. He goes, Y'all aren't going to beat me up or anything like that. I think's what he was saying. We're like, she's like, no, they're not. They just want to talk to you. So we back up a little ways from the door. So we're about 20 feet from it to give him space. So that way, when he opens it and sees us, he sees that we're not right there getting ready to jump on him or some Mm -hmm. shit. So the dude opens the door. Well, when he opens it, he comes walking out and he's wearing women's lingerie. Now, are we... Full bra, garter belt. What are we talking here? Well, he's got on like the lingerie. He's got like the 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 panties, the the bra that like comes like it's like a top or whatever that mm-hmm. comes down. Oh, and it's got like the little see through thing that covers. Yeah, the yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, right. and then uh, he's got on a uh, oh like a night shirt or something. Like a like he's wearing like a robe, like a cover up. Well, no, it's like a oh, it's like a uh, I guess what you call like a a a tank top. I guess it looks kind of like a tank top shirt thing, but it comes down to about his waist. Was he wearing this before he ran in there, or he ran in there and changed? No, I think he was wearing it before. Okay, is that what they were arguing about? I have no idea. Okay, never mind. Okay, we'll get to that. Continue, continue. (laughs) Anyway, I'm standing there, and the guy opens the door, and I see what he's wearing, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what in the hell have I got myself into? Well, he walks, and there's not much light. It's dark outside, Mm -hmm. and there's no overhead lights around or anything. And as he walks out, I see something in, like, the panty area. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm looking, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm just staring at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like really bearing down trying to look. Make and sure it's not a gun. Figure out what the hell. Yeah, because I'm like, what the hell has this guy got? Poking out. I don't know if he got something out of the building. I don't know what it got is. Stuffed in his G-string over here. Yeah, like, I mean, so I'm really looking at it. And then as I, I'm really, you know, focusing on my gaze, what I'm looking at, it finally dawns on me that it's his testicle that's hanging out. <laughs> so... Then at that point, when I, I'm like, because I'm looking and I'm like, what is that? And then I, I like, I'm trying to look closer and I'm like, what the hell is that? <clears throat> and then the next thing, I kind of lean my head back and I'm like, oh shit, that's his nut. <laughs> 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 well, then at that point, it's like a train wreck. I can't stop looking because I'm like, his testicles out. Why am I still looking at this thing? <laughs> and I'm like, what in the holy hell? So, and it was great because Bubba was there and he can't keep his damn composure sometimes, but he's keeping a straight face. So mama talks to him and all that. And then the uh, original guy that had gotten there first was just telling him, say, hey, all I want you to do is fill out a statement and tell me what happened. And put that thing up. And he was like, okay, okay, and all that. Well, then we walk away because he goes to get a statement for him, and we walk back to where my truck was, and I'm standing there, and I just turn and look at him. They all just start busting up laughing because I was like, is that what I thought it was? I was like, is that? And then Bubba, he's all like, dude, that was his nut. Uh (laughs) I'm like, 
holy crap, y'all. And they're laughing. They think it's funny as hell that I get called out. And that's what it was for. I was there for like 10 minutes. So this guy, he's when he was talking to us, he was telling us that he was hurting. Well, it's probably cutting off circulation. Yeah. But he had like there was some kind of like infection or something on his back. And whenever they looked at it, he would like squeeze it and like little white hard oh. objects would come out of it. Was it around the tailbone? Yeah. Somewhere right there. there. Yeah. That's a, a something like that. I knew somebody that had that happen. There's like a little pocket or something back there and it can get infected. And yeah. The only way they can do it is they have to like cut it and drain it. Yeah. Yeah. He said he would squeeze shit. it and there was, and white stuff would come out, but he said the white stuff was hard. Yikes. And uh, he said it hurt to walk. He couldn't sit down because he would, yep. you know, lean back on it and put pressure on it, and it hurt. And we were like, and he wanted an ambulance. It's like, okay, call an ambulance. So we call, and uh, the paramedics come out. They go out and talk to him, figure out what's going on, and they see the same thing that I saw. Well, they're walking back to their ambulance and to get stuff or do something. I don't know what it is. Well, as they walk by, one of the medics looks at me and gives me the finger. And it's kind of like, man, I can't believe I got ca- you called me out here for this crap. Well, when he does that, I started laughing. Well, it's dark outside, and I couldn't see, and I didn't hear anything else going on. But this old boy was walking behind him as I'm laughing. He stops and looks at me, and he goes, do you find this funny? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, it looks like you were laughing at me. And I go, no, sir, I wasn't laughing. And he goes, well, it sure looked like it to me. And I'm just standing there, and we're basically having a stare down. And I'm like, oh, boy, right now what's going through his mind is, okay, am I fixing to go to the hospital with them, or am I fixing to go to jail with him? His nut still hanging out? No, he had changed, put on sweatpants in. Okay. Well, he then he stops and then starts walking back towards the, oh, the ambulance. Well, after that, then those two, Bubba and the other guy that were there, start laughing, and they were like, dude, you were laughing. And I was like, I know I was, but he asked if I was laughing at him or something like that, and I wasn't. I was laughing at that medic that, and because I didn't know the medic walked by and gave me the finger. Mm. So we get you know, all that done. Well, then um, I go into the office the next day. Let's see if I can find this picture. And have you ever watched uh, South Park? Uh, a long time ago. Where they had the uh, episode of um, Bruce Jenner or whatever. Uh, you can't really see it. Where the, he's playing as Caitlyn Jenner in South Park. Mm. So they do that where Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner is dressed up as South Park. And then they superimpose my picture onto one of those kids. But then, uh, yeah. That's what he had as a pilonedial cyst. I guess so. Pilonodial dimple. It's a dimple that's right above the top of your crack. There's apparently a little hole there. But um, so I I go back home after all this crap's over with, go to bed. Uh, that next day, I get a phone call from one of the guys, and they're like, hey, man, are you all right? I was like, no, what are you talking about? Well, apparently, these two assholes that I work with, they went back to the office and told everybody else that while I was there, that this guy that was dressed up in lingerie was threatening me and that those two had to get in between us because that guy was fixing to whoop my ass. Really? So that was a running joke for the while was that, you know, they're going to do, 
they're protecting me from this guy and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, after that being said, I've got a couple stories I want to tell about Bubba. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever driven or rode in one of the new Ram pickups that have the turn knob that go from park reverse and all that no we're we're kind of behind the times over here our our stuff's like 2010 you know <laughs> okay, what I'm saying? Gotcha. So we're not up on the times <laughs> but i've seen it and i think it's freaking stupid okay yeah because where that knob is it puts it in that you turn the knob then you put it into drive and everything uh is fairly close to the fan speed on your heat and air and it's also close to the volume knob on your radio. They're all roughly the same size too, right? Yeah. Well, the one to put it in driving stuff is bigger, but the one for the fan speed is just a little smaller. And then the one for the volume is a lot smaller. Mm. Well, Bubba has been chasing after this guy for a while. He's been looking for him like hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to call him Buzz. He, uh, Bubba had gotten into a couple of pursuits trying to catch Buzz. Mm -hmm. One of the pursuits, I'm not real familiar, or I can't remember exactly what happened. I think, uh, when Buzz took off on him, he hit one of those gravel roads and dusted him out so bad that he has no idea where he went and he Mm -hmm. lost him. That's aggravating. But he was able to talk to some people around and describe the vehicle and he was able to figure out who the driver was. Mm Mm-hmm week or two go by he gets into another pursuit well this time the vehicle didn't go on any gravel roads but he went uh down a road into a smaller town that dead ended and when it came to that dead end he jumped out and took off running mm-hmm. so when he got out and was chasing after him he gets by the suspect's vehicle and there's three people in that vehicle well mm-hmm. then he's got to stop because mm-hmm. you don't you know you don't go chasing after somebody and you leave three other suspects behind you right so he stops with them, and then he gets them all out, detains them, talks to them, and they all, you know, fess up. They're like, yeah, that was Buzz. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I know who it is. I can do a warrant for him and all that. So this guy has ran from him twice, and he's gotten away. So it's kind of, you know, irking at him because Personal. the the bad guy's getting away from him. Mm-hmm. Well, he calls me one day, says, hey, man, I think I know where Buzz is. I was like, really? Where at? And he told me the address. Well, I was familiar with the address. I'd been there before. And I was like, okay, I'll go out there with you. Mm -hmm. So we drive down there and we get down the driveway and we're pulling up to the house. Well, he's a little ways in front of me because I guess he was more antsy about it than I was. Mm -hmm. And he drives up to the house and I'm behind him and he gets out of his unit. And when he does, he shuts the door and then all of a sudden the unit starts going forward. And I was like, what the hell? He stops, jumps back into the truck, and then puts it in park. Mm. And we go up there, and we look, and, you know, the guy's not there. And I, t- I was talking to him, and he was like, so uh, did you see what I did? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, man, I was in such a hurry to get up here. I thought I was turning that stupid-ass knob and putting it in park. He goes, I reached over, and I turned the air conditioner off instead. <laughs> and he goes, and then I saw, as I was walking towards the house, my truck was just coming with me like it was freaking backup or oh, something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I saw the whole thing, but I wasn't going to say shit. But I was like, 
and that's the dumbest shit ever, putting that knob in there like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I guess they're trying to be cool or something. Like, my wife's car has that knob, but it's mm. on the center console. No. It's not right next to other knobs where you could confuse putting it in Parker. You know? No. It's if you're going down the road or whatever, and you say you hit the wrong knob, will you not drop a transmission? Uh, it's got some features in it that won't let you turn it if you're doing, if you're going at certain speeds. And mm. it's also got this stupid crap. Like I jumped in one time trying to take off cause there was a, was a hot call and I needed to get there quick. Well, if you've still got the door open, mm. whether it's just slightly or not, and you go to take off, it slams that sucker in park and then it engages the electronic parking brake, the emergency brake or whatever. Mm. And, that thing is like an act of Congress just to get it to disengage. I was pushing it and the button and holding the brake and, you know, was in park and then I'd pull on the lever and then finally the damn thing came, released the emergency brake. But, uh, you know, well, we figured out workarounds about if you have your seatbelt on and it's in drive and the doors open, it won't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you're in a hurry trying to take off, you better get that damn door shut or it's going to slam it and park and, Lock the damn brake on it. That that wouldn't have been the time you had whacked yourself in the head with your plate carrier, was it? Uh, no, loopy. I don't think it was that time. It was loopy. a different time. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah, that was a different call. What did I do? Oh yeah, I had that damn bruise, that knot on my yes. forehead where that plate hit me. Yes, about knocked yourself out. Yeah, them yeah, because them damn plates aren't heavy or aren't light. No, it's like eight pounds. Yeah. 16 pounds total. Well, that's something I, I can't remember. Um, okay. And then I got one more thing on. Oh, Bubba, this one, I'm going to, I'll leave a lot of details out, but we all get called down to, um, there's a damn home invasion. Mm. And these guys ran out of the house and took off into the woods. And uh, so Bubba calls me and he's like, hey, man, I need some help down here. So, you know, we make phone call and we're getting everybody out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bubba has some some goofy or squirrely shit happen to him, but he's he's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does a good job. And uh, we've got a perimeter set up on this mile section. And, you know, we've got different agencies out helping us and we're checking these areas. Well, Bubba sees a car that's driving around this is like two in the morning mm-hmm. and he notices a car has got a female driver and then two male passengers mm-hmm. and we were looking for some males so he does a investigative stop he stops a car and walks up there and starts talking to her and he's being observant he's just you know hey what are you guys doing out here this time of night blah 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 and all this he looks over and sees that the guys on their legs have scratch marks all on them, like they've been running through the woods. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets the guys out of the car and detains all of them. Mm-hmm. We get another unit over there to come help him, you know, and uh, he brings those guys all over to where we're at at this house. So some of them, they're uh, asking them questions and, you know, and we're able to figure out pretty damn quick. Yeah, these two guys are the ones that were here, and they talk when they took off running. They talked this female into coming down and picking them up. Mm-hmm. So, 
one of the guys is fairly cooperative. He told tells us what happened, how many people were there and all this. The other one is kind of an arrogant asshole. Mm-hmm. And he's saying something about how uh, we're all just trigger-happy cops and stuff like that and that we're racist and, you know, every you know all the mm-hmm. bullshit stuff they say. And uh, he's laughing, thinks it's funny, thinks it's a joke. And uh, one of the investigators is standing there next to him. Well, Bubba, they get done talking to the other guy, so Bubba is going to drive him to jail. He mm-hmm. said he doesn't want to be with this guy. He said he's tired of hearing his smart mouth. He wants to get away from him. Like, okay, well, you just take this other one. Mm-hmm. And it's 2 in the morning. It's dark out there. You can't see. And, and so Bubba gets in the unit and starts driving, backing up out of there to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, as he's backing up, I guess he couldn't see it or what had happened, but there was a tree that was probably maybe six inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. And he's backing up, probably doing less than five miles an hour, and boom, hits that tree. Mm. Well, this smart-ass suspect that we've got here is just laughing his ass off, thinks it's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there, and one of our investigators is there with him, and he goes, dude, he goes, uh, this guy's a, a, a shitty cop. He's doesn't know what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, uh, where did he learn how to drive? And this investigator standing there goes, I don't know, probably the same place that you learned how to commit armed robbery. Mm. And the dude just stops laughing. And yeah. I'm like, yes. Cause I was getting upset. Like oh, I was getting pissed cause he's laughing at him. He thinks all this shit's a game. Mm-hmm. Cause when they did that damn home invasion, they pistol whipped a guy that was in this house and shit. And they, mm. you know, but anyway, then Bubba gets out and he's all like, "Man," and he because he, and he's he's hard on himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I just did something that was pretty good towards this investigation and all this." And I was like, "Dude, you did such a great job that nobody even cares what happened." He's like, "Don't worry about it. It's all right." I mean, and it's like, "I know, but I just feel I just feel dumb because I hit it." And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and I finally said to him, "I was like, yeah, dude." Yeah, back, it's all right. Don't worry about it. But you still are a dumbass for hacking into mm-hmm. that tree. <laughs> but he's one of those that he'll do one good thing, and then something goofy or stupid will happen to him right afterwards, and it's yeah. like it it balances itself out. <laughs> yeah, that's it, how uh, that's how it works with. Oh, I can't talk. That's how it works with Renix. Yeah, one oh shit eats up about ten attaboys. Yeah, and like uh, that. The one episode where we were talking about the pranks those guys pulled, and he mm-hmm. said, what's your moron doing and my moron? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's talking about Renix and Bubba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't really worked with him on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've seen him. Well, he's on days now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He he uh, asked or requested to be moved to days, and there was a guy that wanted to go tonight, so they swapped him. Mm. And I think he wants to come back tonight. <laughs> I bet. I don't know why. Days will keep you hooked up. Yeah, it stays busy. Nights ain't bad. But, yeah, I can't wait for uh, Bubba to hear this episode. Yeah, we need to have him on here. He wants to be on here. He's goofy as all get out, but he's a good dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can uh, get him on here one day, but we'll probably have to bribe him with some bush light and beef jerky. I think we make that happen. <laughs> I think we can do it. Yeah. 
And I don't drink that crap, but did you know they make bush light peach? No. It's just as awful as regular bush light. Yeah. Since uh since I started working out, which I didn't really drink that much before, but since I started working out, man, it just even thought of it just kind of turns my stomach. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I've bunch of carbs. The uh the bush light, I mean, if you went and you know, if you took a drink of that water right there, it basically tastes the same. Yeah. The bush light peach tastes like peach flavored water. It's it's not that's not good. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why somebody would take something awful and then try to make it worse. That's where we're at. But uh, maybe we can get Bubba on here and he'll give us uh, consent that we can use his real name. <laughs> but uh, anyway, thanks for uh, listening. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. Later on. You have been listening to Code 0.5, the lighter side of police work. If you have ideas or suggestions for our show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our website at code05.co. That's code05.co. And please consider making a donation at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash code05. Be sure to use the digits 05. Thanks for listening to Code 0.5.